Welcome to the My Fence Life bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day, where you can eavesdrop on phone conversations between Dan, industry leaders, and fencers from around the country to find out about their day. Do that reaching for something so we can see your belly button again. <laughs> All right. That's, that's going to get screenshotted right there. That's it, right? Oh, yeah. Go to YouTube, guys. You want to see a, a belly button needs to be cleaned? You just head on over there. <laughs> Suckers full of Las Vegas lint. What's happening, man? Look who we got today. What's going on, bro? Man, I feel like it's been days since I saw you. Uh, it, has, it only has been days. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Man, we've, uh, I, I guess I, I want to do a little post show with you. I want to find out how everything went, how you think the show went. So I put together some questions for you, man, and I, I want to, I just want to get right into it. I don't want to waste any time. And, uh, but let's, let's go, let's let these, uh, people know, these fence lifers and everybody out there, how the show went. Okay. Let me tell you how it went. Did you hear that? Ding? Did you hear that ding just now on my computer? Yeah. Okay. You know what that was? What? That that was somebody placing an order for a booth for 2024. Was it really? Right? As you came on, that ding was an email popping up notifying me of an order that somebody ordered a booth. I don't think I can go look and see who it is, but yeah. But nonetheless, that's how great that show was. Yeah. And that's man. how awesome, how awesome it felt. To, um, you know, for the exhibitors and stuff that were there. So let me ask you, man, how do you feel the first annual show went? You know, where were your expectations met? I think they were they were passed where what you know, what what anybody could have hoped for out of a first inaugural show. I mean, it was, uh, you know, attendance was right about where we thought it was going to be, you know, for a first show, except for the attendees weren't your, you know, the same people you see every time. It was also mixed in with a lot of new people that had never been to a fence show. They yeah. had never heard of any of us uh, uh, fence trade associations. They were just generally there to connect and interact with each other. And I think that's what made the show so different than anything you've been to. Yeah, I can agree with that, man. I had a conversation with uh, with a guy. I'm not going to say who it was because him and I were you know, talking about the show, the good, the bad, the pros, the con, you know. And uh, he asked me what I thought. And I said, man, it, it was better than I expected, you know. Yeah. So that's that's a uh, that's a win for me. You know, yeah. so what, what do you think the highlights or the standout moments of the trade show uh, were from from your perspective? Well, the highlights for me was to have exhibitors say that, uh, hey, it got us out of our comfort zone and that, you know what, while the attendance wasn't as high as you see on a, a trade show that's been around for 20, 30 years, mm -hmm. that the quality, the quality of the connections um, that they made were better than they were. They were you know used to seeing at some of the shows. And I had some of them say, hey, we sold more at this show than we've ever sold at any trade show that was fence related. I had someone guy say, we sold every single thing in our booth, another one. And he said, we've never done that at a show ever. Well, you know, I saw, I saw exhibitors there that I haven't seen at the past two or three, uh, yeah. uh, fence techs that I've been to. So hopefully those guys will get involved and they'll say, Hey, we need to get a booth of fence tech too. You know? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, and I tell everybody, we need all the fence, um, fence and trade shows in our industry to succeed because all it takes is uh, one of these people that did their very first show with us to have a bad experience and, and, and not get, you know, the results they needed in order to be able to afford to do these shows. And they may not ever do another fence show again. So just like this show and just like um, the, the other shows, all they have to do is what if that's one of the other shows is the first show they've ever done. And it, and it, it doesn't give them the good results. We need those shows to succeed so that they continue to, to come and bring their products to the other trade shows. So you can see them. Yeah, it's, and I uh, saw um, 
NASCA was there. They had a booth. Yep. The uh, North American Fence Contractors Association. I, I connected with Clint. Yep. Him and I had already talked before, and he's like, man, I'm going to be at the show. I was like, dope. Let's okay. let's get together. We got together and hung out with him, Benji, and it was like yep. 15 or other fence guys and gals all hanging around in the Silverado Lounge and smoking yep. cigars and drinking and Dude, me and Shane Catton are like, hey, we're going to we're going to the Arlington Cemetery project for NAFCA in October together. So yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be an experience. Um, we offered we offered booths to pretty much uh, all the associations we could think of. You know that were fence related. I'm sure it wasn't all of them, but all that we could think of. They're the only ones that accepted. They're the only ones that accepted and said, yeah, <laughs> we'll come down. So we were stoked. And this, I think, this is the beginning of. Uh, all the politics of associations, everything uh, of that part ending, and hopefully all of us coming together and realizing that there's room for all of us, you know. And there's, 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 we're, we're not even touching one, two percent of the industry. There's 57,000 fence companies. We need to work together to get a more, more of those people coming to the trade shows and getting involved in the associations. So, how, how were the attendance numbers, man? Did you see a, a and did you see a diverse range of industry professionals attending? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was biting my nails, man. I was out there going, man, all these people spent all this money setting up these booths and you know, <laughs> we spent all this money to do it. And I spent all their money, you know, uh, you know, getting all the entertainment. And I go, man, I need some people to show up. So and believe it or not, um, I'd say probably almost half the people. I don't want to say half, but, the, you know, I'd say, you know, three, you know, we get into maybe 30 percent of the people actually that week of registered and came. So we, you know, we were, no, no one's really knows exactly what the attendance going to be until almost you open the doors, you know, and right. before we, we probably had, um, I don't know, 250, 300 people registered Friday, the last day, which is only what a few hours. So that was the last day. And then of course it was a lot more on Thursday and, and uh, Wednesday, but overall, I think a couple thousand people, uh, you know, walked through those doors, uh, for this show. So that's a, you know, for a, a first, uh, for a first show right out of the gate, man, that's a home run. <laughs> right there yeah yeah it was uh i was surprised man i was like man look at all the people that are here yeah, you know? yeah. I, w- I was truly surprised yeah so yeah. um so, it was a little bit different from what they're saying i mean even even the people coming like i said a lot of these people have never been to a fence show so it was uh you know it was a whole different experience for people i had exhibitors that say they do all the shows not you know not just fence but fence and gate related and things mm-hmm. like that and they said usually they can stand there and they recognize everybody as they're walking up and they're they're going they're going you know half or more of the people we didn't recognize coming towards our booth so that was a big deal and a lot some of the people brought educational uh training material that you know where they were doing the education classes and it was all meant for existing customers which they're used to kind of seeing and doing some training on and they said once they sat in the education room with everybody 90 percent of the people were people that never heard of their stuff so they had to almost quickly revamp and say, man, we need to redo what we're doing for training because these people are new and that's good. That's what you want. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, man, how, how many, how many exhibitors participated in the trade show and, uh, were they, and were there any last minute changes or additions? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I think it was hundred, I think it ended up being about 120, 125. I don't know exactly off the top of my head. And I think only one, um, only one didn't make it and had some fam- big family emergency or something like that. But we really had almost no fallout rate when it came to um, exhibitors. In fact, we had some last minute additions. Uh, Tractor Supply came in at the last minute. Um, you know, we were kind of working out some stuff on that. Home Depot was almost there. Uh, if we would have been probably a week or two later, they would have been there. So I think you saw some you saw some 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 different players in the game this time with Home Depot, Lowe's. Uh, tractor supply, you know, everybody, stuff like that. So I think you see we're changing it because you know what? They are servicing 
a large portion of our industry, whether we want to, you know, pretend it's not there or not. A lot of fencers, you know, your average fence companies, the, you know, one to five trucks, they, they get a lot of materials at these, these box stores. Yeah, man. I mean, the Lowe's booth was popping because it was like diagonal from where I was at. Yeah. I was like, dude, look at all the people at the freaking Lowe's booth. What are y'all giving away over here? You know, and it was all the guys signing up for um, their pro rewards deal, whatever they call it, to where they could go in and use their FWA card to get an extra uh, percentage off. So that was that was pretty awesome, man. It really was. I was I was impressed by the amount of traffic that booth brought. I really was. Those guys were working hard, man. Every time I went by, I mean, they, you know, I, I couldn't even go up and say hi to them, you know, behind the booth and that whole team. They brought the flex team as well with the flex tools. Yeah. But they, he basically all he was doing was was either signing people up for the MVP and making sure it was linked to the Fence Workers Association so that you got those extra um, discounts or services that you could get, you know, by being part of that. And some people had existing accounts by just linking them over. It created some extra savings for them. So it was really, a, it was probably pretty um, informative for a lot of people to realize, well, I didn't realize that Fence Worker Association was tied so closely with a lot of the stores that we buy stuff. You know, Tractor Supply, you're going to see them do a lot probably at the next one. Man, I'd like to see what you're going to do with uh, Home Depot because we still buy a decent amount of stuff from those guys. Um, I used to buy a lot from Lowe's and yep. I, I've gone back and forth over the years, you know. Yeah. So I didn't find it as an advantage for me, but um, I'm still going to go in the store and see some old people that I've been knowing at the pro desk there at Lowe's and get signed up and kind of yeah. let them know at my local store that this is available for fence guys. And hopefully what will happen is, is they'll be like, hey, man, there's another discount if you're an FWA member. And maybe some of my local fence guys don't even know what the FWA is, and they'll find yeah. out. So that's kind of why I waited to do it here locally instead of doing it there at the show. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go in there and get it. I mean, yeah, it, it was definitely either do it online, do that email. We got email numbers and you could go into the store and hopefully they can help you locally. This is more on the corporate level. So you're going to find that walking in the store won't be quite as um, helpful as, uh, you know, because the store, this wasn't done on a local branch. This was done on the national level, you know, mm-hmm. throughout um, the network. So you're going to find they're still going to be referring you kind of off to uh, linking it and hopefully hopefully they you know give it time hopefully they'll realize more and more people are part of the association and they'll get more on a you know local level to be able to help you in the stores so how would how would you describe the level of networking engagement among the attendees and the exhibitors that's a good question but the um the biggest the i I guess the biggest answer to this would be the amount of time they're spending in the booths i mean uh from what i the feedback i'm getting of course i was out there on the floor the whole if you if you were out there if you were at this show you saw me i was on the floor all day never never hardly ever left the floor unless it was to eat or something you know but uh, on the floor the whole day and they were spending more time so like i said even even if you didn't have i mean what's the point of having twice the attendance if they're not talking to you not talking to the exhibitors and we encouraged you know we encouraged that feedback especially with the app and you can scan badges people were spending more time inside the booths learning about they wanted to learn they wanted to interact they were learning about the products and the services that the exhibitor has exhibitors just said they've never had that kind of you know not all of them but the ones we talked to said they never had that kind of interaction where the people were actually spending that much time inside the booths instead of just grabbing a business card and saying okay thank you Mm, right right and move over and you know the odds of that guy ever calling you after he grabs a business card at a convention is, is well man on. talking about a business card did you see the traffic over at charlie's one tap booth 
I knew what you were going to say right when you said that. Dude, man. I was <laughs> like, this guy, he is yeah. unreal, man. Yeah. I don't know how many of those damn one taps he sold, but by the end of the show, I think everybody there had one of those little bracelets. Like, here, here here's my contact info. I'm like, I yeah. mean, I went over there probably four or five times to interview him. Yeah. And yeah. I was waiting and waiting. I'm like, oh, I can't wait on this cat anymore. So we ran over and yeah. did somebody else close by and then went back, back and forth, back and forth. And I finally got a hold of him. And I even got a text from him today. A guy yeah. from Canada signed up with one through yeah. uh, through my uh, my one tap. It was it was pretty awesome, man. So And I met him through you. I met him through you, I believe. Yeah. I'm the one that brought him into the fencing industry. Well, I'm taking full credit for it, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean you have to prove that. I'm telling everybody it was me. Oh, shoot, we're recording this, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I, I ran in. I, I learned about him a year and a half ago and I, or somebody that uses product, and it took about a year and a half to go full circle, come back to him. I was like, dude, you need to get a booth, man. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, he texted me today. He's like, that's the best thing I did was get a booth at that show. Look at this. I know that's about as unprofessional as can be right there. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw uh, that. Belly button and all. My one tap, I know right when uh, he came to my office, he made a special one for the fence show. Yeah, yeah. He made special ones for me, too. And uh, Dan Wheeler. It was pretty dope. This isn't a competition. Why do you got to downplay the one I'm holding up? Huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our, <laughs> Dan, Wheeler, Dan Wheeler and I is is, uh, is double-sided. We got our fence business on one side and our podcast on the other. I'm going to call him. I'm going to call yeah. Why is he doing that? Like that hey, I know? need a Brian on one side and a fence show on the other. Did, did you notice my? Did you notice the sticker on my mic? Trying to keep up with you. I see you trying to be like me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do that reaching for something so we can see your belly button again. <laughs> <laughs> know, right? That's that's gonna get screenshotted right there. That's it, right? <laughs> oh yeah, go to YouTube, guys. You want to see a, a belly button needs to be cleaned? You just head on over there. <laughs> Suckers full of Las Vegas lint. So um, the educational content, man. You know we're. Were there any educational sections, sessions or workshops offered during the trade show and how were they received by the attendees? There was a lot. And I think for the majority, they were they were happy. But I here's where I think um, we could have done a lot better. I mean, it's I mean, we didn't know how much really, honestly, it's our first show. We didn't know exactly how much staff we were going to need. What some of the organizational stuff could have been a lot better with the educational um, section of it, even though the classes were there, people, you know, the, there were, there was great content and there was great information to, to be had from going to these education. A lot of people took advantage of them. some of them were full. Some only had a few people, but, but for the most part, you know, it was a big hit through the education. A lot, we got a lot of feedback on it, but I feel like we, we could have done better with organizing it, having a little bit more guidance for people when they came in and say, Hey, that's down in, 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 you know, the education room three or this. Yeah. And even, yeah. even, in, even in between, um, you know, I don't think we plan properly to make sure, Hey, these rooms got to be cleaned out every time and the stuff off the tables. And so I think we kind of let, honestly, I feel like we let some of the speakers down a little bit by not having that together and not making the, we could have done more push notifications about every one of them, or maybe on the stage, making announcements, Hey, you know, get to breakout room two and, uh, Dan Blanc's, you know, he's talking about bourbon or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Something like that. I don't think that we did a good enough job on that, but we put it together at the last minute. Some of the people didn't sign on. So this year we're going to have a lot more time. Um, so if you are listening, I apologize that that wasn't as organized as it should have been, but we're going to have a lot more time to get that organized and ready for people. So, but overall it, I think the I think that it was a pretty good response from people on it. Yeah, I, I agree with that, man. Um, you know, 
whenever something happened, you know, like for example, the somehow somebody put the uh, the CNC machine uh, cutting out vinyl close to to us. So we're like, ah, hope those guys aren't doing that because we're gonna try to record. It was just little things, and I was like, hey man, this is their first show. Shut the hell up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go with the flow. Trust me. Brian's walking around. He's got people walking around taking notes, and they're listening <laughs> to what's happening. And it's yeah. a learning curve. It's a learning process. It's not like you had someone mentoring you or even someone was mentoring uh, um, Susan, right? Yep. Y'all were just yeah. trying to figure this shit out and make it work. Yeah. So I know. We could have done a few things better, and we made a lot of notes, like you said. <laughs> yeah, we need to do this different. We need to do that better. We need the uh, the Dean Martin. He's got to look a little bit more like Dean Martin, right? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> yeah, some we didn't, and we would have had more food at the other parties. I mean, there's you wouldn't think that all those little details that, you know, it didn't seem like maybe some people glazed over it, but to us, we noticed it, and I, I know a few people did. I know we could have made people's experience at the show a little bit better with that. Some of the sound factors, you know, of uh, of the stage and things like that um, and how that affects the exhibitors, but some people wanted it. They're like, yeah, I can't hear a thing. I'm right next to the stage, but but then they're like, and then like, but next year I want the same spot, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, no, yeah, what? what? And they're like, well, because it would, the stage would fill up with 50 people out there sitting. And at the end of it, they would all walk by his booth. So he's like, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible how loud it is. But I love the fact that all the, it's like, so it's like, it's a catch 22, right? Yeah. 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 It's always something. And nobody's going to be 100% happy. But yeah. with that being said, I'm sure y'all learn from your experience. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, have you gathered feedback from attendees? I guess we're kind of covering this exhibitors and partners and, Yep. And are there any reoccurring themes or suggestions that you heard from people that were that were at the show? And, you know, um, and in w- what areas do you think you could approve in for next year? Besides, you know, we touched on some of the things, but I want to I want to make sure, you know, like, for example, um, are you going to change the floor any? Are you going to make the gate summit in a different area and maybe not where it was this year or? Or are you going to maybe fill booths in in a different area? You know, are you did you look at the floor from a 10,000 foot view and say, hey, we could have maybe moved some things differently there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I was before even the show after I started, you know, before even the show started after the setup. I realized that on a piece of paper is a lot different than when you're standing. I could have almost teared up, by the way, the first time I saw them set it all up because I've been staring at this piece of paper for a year. You yeah. know, I almost had, almost had a tear in my eye. I'm like, man, I can't believe it's happening. You know, but uh, I definitely saw that um, we didn't optimize the floor plan. I mean, I, I, I just didn't. I, you know, you don't realize what a 30 by 50 booth looks like on the ground until you actually lay it out and what you know what it takes to fill one of those or move stuff around. And and we could have had a lot more. Um, a lot more of even this gate safety summit over, you know, over in the, in the middle of it, maybe push some stuff out and made it kind of flow a little bit better. We weren't initially planning on um, maybe even releasing that area. And you notice the area that was in the concrete yeah. um, floor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I expanded into that. I had to negotiate to expand into that area. So I had a kind of like that, that center aisle kind of dead stopped right there. Then you had to go around, you know, mm-hmm. JC Gurry to get, um, you know, where Mr. Fence area was yeah. and get back into that area. I would like to have seen that flow better straight through and not have that. Uh, that stop. It given, yeah, it would have given more of an open feel. So things like that. And then um, that back end, 
I had to kind of take some boosts out because we couldn't revise our plan at the last minute and then get it submitted through fire and all that stuff at the same time. So you learn, you, you, you learn that, you know, there's deadlines too <laughs> that we got to yeah. do. And you know, when you're letting people move around, you got to like cut it off because what happens is we have to keep resubmitting this plan, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, and I know, I know some of the answers to this question, but did you did you incorporate any innovative technologies or tools to make the trade show experience different from other trade shows and and did they contribute to the event's success? Yeah. I think you guys noticed the app was different. I think the first thing you're going to notice about the show um, if you were kind of, you know, interacting in the show was everybody was scanning your badge. So it was being scanned, but it wasn't like it was just somebody that had to, you know, these exhibitors didn't, you know, have to pay an extraordinary amount of money to try to get a, a, you know, a machine that would scan your app and some would get your business card. Some wouldn't pretty much most of them had access to the app. And even for you guys um, attending or anybody walking around um, the app kind of guided you. And, and as you know, that I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to pull the app off at all, but I knew I wanted to at least get, you know, get this out there. So people, hopefully we go to all the other shows, you'll start seeing more apps and you start seeing this. So you can actually interact a little bit more. So I think the biggest thing on this show was probably the app. You notice how you can search for somebody, you can get there and say, Hey, is Dan Blanc there? I'm going to, Right. Uh, search for him. And I can send you a message, you know, and it, you know, it may not give me access to your phone number and all your personal information and things like that, but I could send you a message and I could call you from the app and then you could see the schedule for the rooms and you could add it to your itinerary and then it would send you alerts. Yeah. You know, that's what well. I liked. And I liked how y'all was sending alerts like, Hey, the, the kickoff party starting the Latin party starting the, uh, the raffle for the, I think the flex tools, they did a couple raffles and yeah. other different raffles that were going on, you know? Um, yeah. So I think I think the app added a whole nother a whole nother atmosphere, a whole nother feel to to it. You know, yeah. um, we had you could do a group chat within the app. So I had people in my group chat app app in the group chat, whatever however you want to say that, and I, I don't even know their phone numbers, but I yeah. was able to communicate them with the show and hook up for dinner, and yeah. it just made it really easy, man. Made it yeah. easy. The live, the live feed was cool. A lot of people were u- utilizing that to post pictures and things like that. Yeah. And I think this was just a nice soft launch on the app. And I think you'll start seeing more apps because of this at the, you know, because we're kind of introducing this, you'll see more apps at the other shows and then people will get kind of used to it. But I think we're going to stick with the same kind of format on our app next time. And next time we'll just kind of integrate more features. Like we didn't really get to do the scavenger hunt the way we wanted things like that. So I honestly thought I wasn't gonna be able to pull the app off in time. It wasn't until like, two weeks ago until before you could even download the app in the, in the stores to get it through all the, that and get it all developed. So I'm glad that everybody got to see it. Um, it wasn't till again, that wasn't to the level I wanted to have it at. And then the virtual side of it next time, we're going to really be pushing the virtual show a lot more for people. And we'll have a lot more connection to that through webcams and, you know, live streaming and things like that. We'll have a lot more time to set it up. Yeah. I was supposed to get, go live again with uh, Nathan downs and then my mic didn't work. So I had to go to my, my AirPods and and they weren't. Everybody's like, man, we could hardly hear you. It was like, all right, I got to get that down bat better. But I think we're yeah. gonna have that handled. Um, yeah. And then the second time I was supposed to go, I was so busy, man. I was getting pulled in so many different directions. I wasn't able to go live that that second day, which kind yeah. of frustrated me. But you know, it is what it is, right? So, yep. um, how will you build upon the success of this year's trade show for the upcoming editions? Yeah, I think we're, we're going to do what we always do at FWA. We're going to focus on the experience and 
um, on, on the benefit for the members and for, you know, for people coming to the show. And then I think the rest is going to, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna kind of work itself out along with, a, uh, now we've got a lot more experience. We're going through our, you know, we're going through our post show, uh, meetings and we're going through there saying what we can do, but I think you're going to find, we're going to streamline this even better. And we're going to make the, we're going to keep wor- working to try to get more people to come to the show that have never seen a show, our show, anybody's show, um, to get those, you know, those interactions with people, um, even a little bit better than, than you got on this time. So I think we're going to push to make it like, if you notice, like you said, everywhere you went, somebody was pulling you in this direction, that this was a pretty social event. This wasn't an event where you felt uncomfortable anywhere walking into any booth. So I think our goal is to keep working with the exhibitors, find the right exhibitors that, that want you there. They're not in a competition with somebody other, you know, they're not in a competition with the booth across from them on who has the bigger ones or, you know, who's doing stuff like that. And then, and, and ignoring all the attendees walking by, we're really trying to change the, you know, the mentality, bring it back to how shows what they were meant for in the beginning. They were meant to, uh, you know, network and, and, and meet with the people that flew 2000 miles to come to your show. So that's what we're, we're going to be doing. And I think we're going to, we're going to fill out, we're going to optimize that floor plan this time. So I think it's probably going to be one of the main things we're going to do. We're going to optimize the floor plan. We should end up with hopefully another 50 exhibitors beyond the ones we had this time. And, you know, kind of just kind of grow from there. Well, guys, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, Brian, but uh, tonight, if you are on Facebook and see us live, I'm interviewing uh, Rick Kazmus of FWA Health, and we're going to do a deep dive into what FWA Health is, what it can do for you, and all the do's and the don'ts. And I tell you what, there's a lot of do's that I like, really are, man. Him and I were talking at the show, and... There's a lot of things I was like, wait a second, you can you can do that? And he was like, yeah. You know, one of my biggest questions was, is, hey, what if I'm living with a girl, we've been together a few years, and she's got a kid from somebody else? Can that be a family plan? And he's going to answer those type of questions, you know? Nice. You know, yeah. I've been with this girl, and, you know, she's my baby's mama, and we've been together five years, and we got a three-year-old. Can we be on a family plan? He answers all those questions, all the ins yeah. and outs, man. I tell you what, it's uh, it's going to be a good, good show because him and I have been collaborating since, uh, I don't know, four or five days now. We've been going back nice. and forth. Yeah. So. I think people are going to be blown away when they realize um, don't let the fact that it's so cheap scare you, it, it, you know, and, and thinking, you know, thinking, oh, it's just not going to do anything for me. I, you know, I worked with these guys for a long time and it was about what was, you know, what's the bare bones stuff that we actually need? You know, let's take let's get rid of, you know, let's get rid of all the fluff and let's get this down to something people can afford. And I think we found it, man. I think I think this is the beginning of something that's really big for our industry. So I, it's, it's something I'm really proud of and I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to have everybody learn about. And even I can't I can't you, you got to talk to one of these guys to fully understand, you know, what what it is it, it's about, you know. Yeah, he was on top of his game, man. This guy has been in the industry like 30 years. He was telling me yeah. he knows his stuff and. I was hitting him with some questions, and he was like, wow. I'm like, hey, man, this is the questions that people are asking me. These are the questions yeah. I'm getting in my inbox whenever FWA Health comes up. So yeah. Um, yeah. he's like, well, let's, let's do a show. And I'm like, well, you beat me to the punch because that's why I'm standing here talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so. I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think people really have fully taken advantage of it yet. But once that, you know, once that gets out there and takes off and once you can, you know, you're, you're a, a smaller business and you got three, four five guys and you can offer these guys, you know, something 
that the other guy's not offering. I think that, you know, people will really be able to appreciate, you know, that those kind of things and what, you know, the help on retaining the employees and things like that. All right. So before I cut this thing loose, man, I got one question. I got to address the elephant in the room. Okay. Is oh, the Fence Show going to be in mid-August, end of August next year, or are you going to do it earlier or later to make it to where more Fence guys can come? It doesn't coincide with the East Coast rivalry because I saw uh, Keystone would have been here. I'm sure all those yeah. ag guys wanted to come and support you, but yeah. it ended up being the same exact weekend or week, whatever it is. So yeah. what, what, what's, what's, the, what's the skinny on that, man? What, what are you thinking? Well, it was never meant to kind of coincide with um, East Coast Fence. As you, I mean, as you know, Derek Cox and I are friends. I talked to him today. So they were, we're, me and Derek talk all the time, you know, from the East Coast Fence rivalry. So we're definitely not going to hit the same dates, you know, as, as his show. I'm I'm right now, and hopefully by the end of the week we'll have the dates. Uh, you know where I was first thing Monday morning? I was back over at South Point um, in the corporate offices talking about dates, trying to hammer the dates down. I was like, I literally called him and I'm like, hey, Brad. Um, I need to, uh, you know, can we meet up or something? And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I got a meeting. I go, actually, I'm outside your office. So he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I went inside and I sat with him and and Penny, if you knew Penny walking around. So I sat with them and I told him I really like to see this thing in September, October. And that's right. what we're pushing for. And um, I might, I may or may not be able to get the arena this year, if not, you know, extend, expand to the arena next year. But I also, I mean, this is something you'll find interesting. I also am negotiating some outdoor space so we can have our demo day and we can have products and stuff you know outside as well and do some digging and some you know we'll get our dig ticket numbers in and we'll do all that so we can go out there and pound some posts in the ground maybe even uh you know build some fence and some competitions outside um on the property in the back so i think that would be a nice addition especially if we're going to try to get you know some of the agricultural fence stuff in there as well yeah, that would be nice, man. Imagine if uh, Luke, uh, Luke Gibson comes down with one of those Pro Vs and he yep. he's driving some post and um, you know because you go to these um, these lawn shows, these guys who do lawn care and maintenance and landscaping, dude, they're yep. out there with excavators and many many skidsters and lawnmowers and they're cutting grass yep. and they're doing. I mean, you can get on and test drive it. You know, it'd be yeah. awesome yeah. if you had Bobcat there or whatever. You know? Yep. Yeah. So that was a lot of the conversations. Even I know it's only Tuesday, but believe it or not, I've had tons of conversations since yesterday and today, and we should have that narrowed down in the next day or so. But definitely have that same hall with um, the outside area. I'm pushing for September, October. I'm trying to not. Um, I'm trying to not cross the exact same dates as the um, the West Coast Fence Show that's going on up in, in there because nothing I build is too take away from another show or anything anybody in the fence industry is doing. So like I said, if there's another show that's been going around and it's helping a group of people, last thing we need is for that show to not happen again because of us. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So, Hey man, so, you've got uh 360 days left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to do another one. I told my staff man, and, and I, uh, you know, I, I wish we were setting up for another show today. I can do one of these a week now. It feels like yeah. I'm. Uh, I was. I was. I'm. I'm almost. I'm a little depressed that it's over. So, so over hey, bro. Well, look, man. I'm gonna let you go. I know you've been yeah. going for the past uh, year or so, trying to yeah. make this happen. It was more than a year. I, th- yeah. I, I sent you a screenshot of one of my memories from like a year and a half ago. You're like, "Hey, we're yeah. gonna do a fence show," and everybody was like, yeah, "Whatever, shut up, guy, yeah. with the cowboy hat." Yeah. Get they all thought I was crazy. <laughs> yeah, they did, they man. 
they won't underestimate or doubt me again. <laughs> no, they won't. They won't. So, anyway, guys, y'all keep on fencing. Brian Fred Aluminum, thank you so much, man. I appreciate Thanks, you. Man. Love you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.